It's June the 22nd. Let's read the Bible. Friends, welcome back. Glad to have you with us. We are on our way. We're on a journey, a pilgrimage, a trip. We are making our way through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation in just one year. So glad you joined us. Just a reminder, if you're new to this and you want to know what plan we're following, go to keepbelieving.com. You'll see at the top, it'll say, let's read the Bible, keepbelieving.com. Let's read the Bible. Click on that. You go to a page there. You can download from that page our free reading guide, the readings for all 365 days this year. So you'll know where we've been, where we are, where we are going. And just a reminder, it's easy to stay on board because we have archived all of these videos on Facebook, two different places, on YouTube, on Rumble, and especially at the Keep Believing website. Go to keepbelieving.com. Again, click on Let's Read the Bible, and they are organized by months. So you can go back and watch any of the videos from January until now. And every day following, we post a new video every morning at 7 a.m. Central Time. Did get a very, very couple of very nice testimonies recently. One person said, God is good. Very true. Somebody else said, good stories. Love to hear them over and over. Amen. So do I. And this person says, this would be from a month or so ago, a month and a half ago. I prayed to be able to listen to someone read the Bible in a version I could thoroughly understand. And here you are. I saw you a couple of days ago and have been listening to 1 Samuel and now 2 Samuel, but thought I'd start just at the beginning. Thank you and bless you, and thank you, sweet Jesus. Sometimes God answers prayers very fast. Indeed, he does. This was one of those times. I'll be listening. So we say to our friend, thank you for joining us, and if you're brand new, you're very welcome to be here. We are in the book of 2 Chronicles, wonderful book. We're reading today chapter 7, 8, 9, and 10. And these chapters are going to take us to the end of Solomon's life and to the beginning of the story of the kings of Judah. Second Chronicles 7, when Solomon finished praying, fire descended from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. The priests were not able to enter the Lord's temple because the glory of the Lord filled the temple of the Lord. All the Israelites were watching when the fire descended and the glory of the Lord came on the temple they bowed down on the pavement with their faces to the ground. They worshiped and praised the Lord, for he is good, for his faithful love endures forever. The king and all the people were offering sacrifices to the Lord. King Solomon offered a sacrifice of 22,000 cattle and 120,000 sheep and goats. In this manner, the king and all the people dedicated God's temple. The priests and the Levites were standing at their stations. The Levites had the musical instruments of the Lord, which King David had made to give thanks to the Lord for his faithful love endures forever when he offered praise with them. Across from the Levites, the priests were, were blowing trumpets and all the people were standing. Since the bronze altar that Solomon had made could not accommodate the burnt offering, the grain offering, and the fat of the fellowship offerings, Solomon first consecrated the middle of the courtyard that was in front of the Lord's temple and then offered the burnt offerings and the fat of the fellowship offerings there. So all, so Solomon and all Israel with him, a very great assembly from the entrance to Hamath to the brook of Egypt, observed the festival at that time for seven days. On the eighth day, they held a solemn assembly for the dedication of the altar lasted seven days and the festival seven days. On the 23rd day of the seventh month, he sent the people home rejoicing with happy hearts. 
for the goodness the Lord had done for David, for Solomon, and for his people Israel. So Solomon finished the Lord's temple and the royal palace, everything that had entered Solomon's heart to do for the Lord's temple and for his own palace succeeded. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon at night and said to him, and I pause here to say, I mentioned yesterday that a very famous verse is in this chapter. It's one we hear often about revival and reformation. So pay attention. It's part of the, the context. I'm just pointing context of this verse. Second Chronicles 7.14 is the dedication of Solomon's temple. They've offered up all these sacrifices, and praise and joy, and now God's going to speak to Solomon. The Lord appeared to Solomon at night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a temple of sacrifice. If I shut the sky so there is no rain, or if I command the grasshopper to consume the land, or if I send pestilence on my people and my people, who hear my name, humble themselves, pray and seek my face, and turn from their evil ways. Then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. My eyes will now be open, and my ears attentive to prayer from this place. And I have now chosen and consecrated this temple, so that my name may be there forever. My heart, my eyes, and my heart will be there at all times. As for you, if you walk before me as your father David walked, doing everything I have commanded you. And if you keep my statutes and ordinances, I will establish your royal throne. As I promised your father, David, you will never fail to have a man ruling in Israel. However, if you turn away and abandon my statutes and my commands that I've set before you, and if you go and serve other gods and bow and worship to them, then I will uproot Israel from the soil that I gave them. And this temple that I have sanctified for my name, I will banish from my presence, I will make it an object of scorn and ridicule among all the peoples. As for this temple, which was exalted, everyone who passes by will be appalled and will say, why did the Lord do this to this land and this temple? Then they will say, because they abandoned the Lord God of their ancestors who brought them out of the land of Egypt. They clung to other gods and bowed in worship to them and served them. Because of this, he brought all this ruin on them. Second Chronicles chapter 8. At the end of 20 years, during which Solomon had built the Lord's temple in his own palace, Solomon had rebuilt the cities Hiram gave him and settled Israelites there. Solomon went to Hamath, Zobah, and seized it. He built Tadmor in the wilderness, along with all the storage cities that he built in Hamath. He built Upper Beth Horon and Lower Beth Horon, fortified cities with walls, gates, and bars, Baalath, and all the storage cities that belonged to Solomon all the chariot cities, the cavalry cities, and everything Solomon desired to build in Jerusalem, Lebanon, or anywhere else in the land of his dominion. As for all the people who remained of the Hethites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites, who were not from Israel, their descendants who remained in the land after them, those the Israelites had not completely destroyed, Solomon imposed forced labor on them. It is this way today. But Solomon did not consign the Israelites to be slaves for his work. They were soldiers, commanders of his captains, and commanders of his chariots and his cavalry. These were King Solomon's deputies, 250 who supervised the people. Solomon brought the daughter of Pharaoh from the city of David to the house he had built for her. For he said, My wife must not live in the house of King David of Israel, because the places the ark of the Lord has come into are holy. At that time, Solomon offered burnt offerings to the Lord on the Lord's altar he had made in front of the portico. 
He followed the daily requirement for offerings according to the commandment of Moses for Sabbath, new moons, and the three annual appointed festivals, the festival of unleavened bread, the festival of weeks, and the festival of shelters. According to the ordinances of his father David, he appointed the divisions of the priests over their service, of the Levites over their responsibilities to offer praise and to minister before the priests following the daily requirement, and of the gatekeepers by their divisions with respect to each temple gate. For this had been the commandment, the command of David, the man of God. They did not turn aside from the king's command regarding the priests and the Levites concerning any matter or concerning their treasuries. All of Solomon's work was carried out from the day the foundation was laid for the Lord's temple until it was finished. So the Lord's temple was completed. At that time, Solomon went to Isaiah and Geber and to Eloth on the seashore in the land of Edom. So Hiram sent ships to him by his servants, along with crews of experienced seamen. They went with Solomon's servants to Ophir, took from there uh, 17 tons of gold and delivered it to King Solomon. Second Chronicles 9. The queen of Sheba heard of Solomon's fame, so she came to test Solomon with difficult questions at Jerusalem with a very large entourage with camels bearing spices, gold in abundance, and precious stones. She came to Solomon and spoke with him about everything that was on her mind, so Solomon answered all her questions. Nothing was too difficult for Solomon to explain to her. When the queen of Sheba observed Solomon's wisdom, the palace he had built, the food at his table, his servants' residence, his attendant's service, and their attire, his cupbearers and their attire, and the burnt offerings he offered at the Lord's temple, it took her breath away. She said to the king, The report I heard in my own country about your words and about your wisdom is true, but I didn't believe their reports until I came and saw with my own eyes. Indeed, I was not even told half of your great wisdom. You far exceed the report I heard. How happy are your men! How happy are these servants of yours! who always stand in your presence, hearing your wisdom. Blessed be the Lord your God. He delighted in you and put you on his throne as king for the Lord your God, because your God loved Israel enough to establish them forever. He has set you over them as king to carry out justice and righteousness. Then she gave the king four and a half tons of gold, a great quantity of spices and precious stones. There never were such spices as those the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. In addition, Hiram's servants and Solomon's servants who brought gold from Ophir also brought algum wood and precious stones. The king made the algum wood into walkways for the Lord's temple and for the king's palace and into lyres and harps for the singers. Never before had anything like them been seen in the land of Judah. King Solomon gave the queen of Sheba her every desire, whatever she asked, far more than she brought the king. Then she, along with her servants, returned to her own country. The weight of gold that came to Solomon annually was 25 tons, besides what was brought by the merchants and traders. All the Arabian kings and governors of the land also brought gold and silver to Solomon. King Solomon made 200 large shields with hammered gold. 15 pounds of hammered gold went into each shield. He made 300 small shields of hammered gold. Seven and a half pounds of gold went into each shield. The king put them in the house of the forest of Lebanon. The king also made a large ivory throne and overlaid it with pure gold. The throne had six steps. There was a footstool covered in gold for the throne, armrests on either side of the seat, and two lions standing between the armrests. Twelve lions were standing there on the six steps, one at each end. Nothing like it had ever been made in any other kingdom. All of King Solomon's drinking cups were gold, and all the utensils of the house of the forest of Lebanon were pure gold. 
There was no silver, since it was considered as nothing in Solomon's time, for the king's ships kept going to Tarshish with Hiram's servants, and once every three years the ships of Tarshish would arrive bearing gold, silver, ivory, apes, and peacocks. King Solomon surpassed all the kings of the world in riches and wisdom. All the kings of the world wanted an audience with Solomon to hear the wisdom God had put in his heart. Each of them would bring his own gift, items of silver and gold, clothes, clothing, weapons, spices, and horses and mules as an annual tribute. Solomon had 4,000 stalls for horses and chariots and 12,000 horsemen. He stationed them in the chariot cities and with the king in Jerusalem. He ruled over all the kings from the Euphrates River to the land of the Philistines. And as far as the border of Egypt, the king made silver as common in Jerusalem as stones. And he made cedar as abundant as sycamore in the Judean foothills. They were bringing horses for Solomon from Egypt and from all the countries. The remaining events of Solomon's reign from beginning and end are written in the events of the prophet Nathan, the prophecy of Ahijah the Shilonite, and the visions of the seer Ido concerning Jeroboam, son of Nebat. Solomon reigned in Jerusalem over all Israel for 40 years. Solomon rested with his ancestors and was buried in the city of his father David. His son Rehoboam became king in his place. And if we stop the story right here, we really wouldn't know. It wouldn't be clear that there were problems. Problems that came at the end of Solomon's reign. And they're about to explode during the days of King Rehoboam. Here we go. Second Chronicles 10. Then Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all Israel had gone to Shechem to make him king. When Jeroboam, son of Nebat, heard about it, for he was in Egypt where he had fled from King Solomon's presence, Jeroboam returned from Egypt, so they summoned him. Then Jeroboam and all Israel came and spoke to Rehoboam, Your father made our yoke harsh. Therefore, lighten your father's harsh service and the heavy yoke he put on us, and we will serve you. Rehoboam replied, Return to me in three days. So the people left. Then King Rehoboam consulted with the elders who had attended his father Solomon when he was alive, asking, How do you advise me to respond to this people? They replied, If you will be kind to this people and please them, By speaking kind words to them, they will be your servants forever. But he rejected the advice of the elders who had advised him, and he consulted with the young men who had grown up with him, the ones attending him. He asked them, What message do you advise we send back to this people who said to me, Lighten the yoke your father put on us? Then the young men who had grown up with him told him, This is what you should say to the people who said to you, Your father made our yoke heavy, but you make it light on us. This is what you should say to them. My little finger is thicker than my father's waist. Now, therefore, my father burdened you with a heavy yoke, but I will add to your yoke. My father disciplined you with whips, but I with barbed whips. So Jeroboam and all the people came to Rehoboam on the third day, just as the king had ordered, saying, Return to me on the third day. Then the king answered them harshly. King Rehoboam rejected the elders' advice and spoke to them according to the young men's advice, saying, My father made your yoke heavy but I will add to it. My father disciplined you with whips, but I with barbed whips. The king did not listen to the people because the turn of events came from God in order that the Lord might carry out his word that he'd spoken through Ahijah the Shilonite to Jeroboam son of Nebat. When all Israel saw that the king had not listened to them, the people answered the king, what portion do we have in David? We have no inheritance in the son of Jesse. Israel 
each deer tent. David, look after your own house now. So all Israel went to their tents. But as for the Israelites living in the cities of Judah, Rehoboam reigned over them. Then King Rehoboam sent Hadoram, who was in charge of the forced labor. But the Israelites stoned him to death. However, King Rehoboam managed to get into his chariot to flee to Jerusalem. Israel is in rebellion against the house of David until today. Rehoboam was stupid. He was stupid. What else can you say? He had a chance to continue the reign, the, the, the peaceful reign. His father, Solomon, had given him a nation in peace and in much prosperity. And all he had to do was speak kind words. But he, he, listened, to the, he listened to his buddies, to his posse, to his tribe to his gang, to his buds. You listen to them and they said, yeah, you tell them you had it hard. You're about to have it relevant. So what do you think is going to happen? Yet God was in all of it. He was in the breakup of Israel to fulfill the words he had said to Ahijah the Shilonite through Allah. Ahijah the Shilonite to Jeroboam. God always intended he's going to deal with the northern Jin tribes You'd had a succession of wicked kings. The Assyrians are going to take them away. They never, as a group, came back. All of this is the hand of God at work. That's part of it. But the other part is, oh, for the wisdom. Oh, for the wisdom to be strong when we need to be strong, to be kind when we need to be kind, to be forgiving when we need to forgive, to be firm when we need to be firm. Oh, for grace and wisdom to be both tough and tender, to be both strong and kind, to forgive and to enact justice. Lord, we will never be that way without you. Lord, forgive us our own stupidities. Forgive us our own arrogance and help us today to treat others as you have treated us in truth and in kindness grace and truth. May that be found in our lives today. Let us be a good testimony before the watching world. We pray in Jesus' name. Go out and have a great day. I'm sorry to tell you, friends, uh, there's going to be trouble now. From now to the end of the book, it's going to be some, high, some good moments, but from now to the end of Second Chronicles, there's going to be a whole lot of trouble. It's going to end in catastrophe. This is what happens when you have leaders who turn away from God. That's tomorrow and the days to come. Come on back. There's a whole lot more to talk about. God bless. See you here then.